Out From Work Podcast. My name's Dave Swillam. Let's get ready to hustle. Hey, what's up and welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 81 today. This is your host, Dave Swillam, and this is where we get to work, making work a passion, living a creative life full-time. This is what we're about here. So for those of you that have been listening along, thank you so much. It's been a long time here. At this point, it's been like two years in. For those that are just joining or just connected with me online or something, checking this out, thank you for giving us a chance here. So for those that haven't been on, just real quick, every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. at Dave Wake Up live on Instagram, we do this thing live with no edits on the ums or the spaces or anything. So you get all that awkwardness in one nice space. Anyone who wants to listen on podcast form, you're listening right now on all podcast forms. This comes out Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m. I'm saying all this stuff because I just moved into this property that you probably heard me talking about a lot, and I am renovating like 6,000 square foot of space right now, and I'm going to be doing that for a while. So want to just say that to people so you know where I'm at and apologize for any abnormalities that might come in any of this. I've, I've been able to stay consistent. I like work to get my setup together here pretty quick, but even uh, heard a, a slight differences with getting our, our space together and a little bit extra room sound and things like that. But if there's any abnormalities in scheduling or anything, I apologize ahead of time, but I'm living one hell of a life right now, but I'm going to try my damnedest to keep this all together all normal. So thank you guys for joining me and uh, let's get into episode 81 tonight. This is a really interesting person. I think that we have interesting people on here all the time, but this is definitely the first mix of, of this background of things that I have run into out there so far in my life. So jump in with 81 should be good. Welcome back to the Waking Up From Work podcast. You're listening to episode 81 today of the podcast and another guest today. We're like really heading towards 100 here. Once again, like the show has been fun because even though I'm an audio engineer and I definitely pull in conversations about the stuff that I do and kind of my frame point, we leave this as a creative full-time podcast because I believe that you learn the best and we can get the most shit done if there's a bunch of creatives working together with everything that they do. So the fun thing about having a show where we can like really leave the gates open for that is we get a lot of guests that have a bunch of mixes here of what they do. And so tonight I'm really pumped up to hang out with Jonathan Hilleman. I didn't butcher it, dude. I don't think, Uh, right? Jonathan Hilleman, NFL running back, photographer, rapper dude thank you for being on the show thank you for having me man thank you for having me bro appreciate it i can't say that i've met another person that had those three backgrounds blended together maybe i don't know and you know the other ones dude but like i think that that's a really interesting background to have 
Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, just, you know, talents that I've acquired over the years. But, uh, yeah, man, I just figure, you know, I'm old enough to try to merge the three. And I, I figure, you know, I got a lot of time on my hands. So, you know, why not, you know? Right. So, Jonathan, like for people that might not have seen you playing ball, like, or or they don't know who you are, like, what are what are you about? Like, what? What's the story behind these three different things that you're filling me in on that you work on and, and who's Jonathan Hilleman? Yeah. So Jonathan Hilleman is a, is a family man. Uh, he's a, a God fearing man, somebody that, you know, just likes to, he's a Renaissance man. I mean, I talk about it a little bit on uh, the three song pack that I just uh, put out uh, pr- pretty recent, actually two days ago. Um, it's a Renaissance man. He's like to do a lot of different things, like to be into a lot of different things and, it allows me to kind of, you know, be well-rounded and just somebody who, you know, embraces a lot of different stuff, embraces a lot of different people, a lot of different perspectives. And it just allows me to, you know, just have the most fun I can and live a pretty, pretty exciting life, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, it's funny because like, it's like looking at your history, did you start doing the photography and the rap while you were getting in? Cause like I watched like the, I followed along the college ball and then like going into the NFL along that, you know, way, like I saw an interview with you where you're like, I want to play NFL since I was like three, like straight up. I want to do that. So like, you knew you were going to do that. You knew you wanted to do that along that way. Were you getting wrapped up and doing projects the whole time and photography and rapping and music writing? Like where, where did all these things come into play as pieces, I guess, to like make up that whole mix? You know, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, I probably got into music around the same time. I like I love football. Right. So I would be three years old and I would, uh, you know, just either, you know, use pan pots and pans as like drums and things like that and bang on those or stuff like that. Like when I was young, I would sing and, and things. I would say I got into like rapping for real writing rhymes. I would say at age 13, oh. I had uncles I had uncles who, you know, were in the music game for a little bit, a short spell. Uh, they would always rap and stuff like that at my grandma's house. So, you know, it was just one time where I was walking past them and they were just like, hey, you should freestyle, you should freestyle. And I'm nervous, I'm 13. And so I'm like, nah. And then one day, you know, I kind of felt confident. I wrote some, I wrote like maybe 24 bars to something. Okay. And, uh, and I just freestyled. I remembered, I memorized it, memorized it, memorized it. And I came down and I freestyled and they were kind of like, whoa, like they were kind of taken back that I was some of the things I was saying, you know, my lyrics were making sense at 13. Yeah. And I said, wow, if you, if you really imagine, if you really stay on this, imagine how you're going to sound at 18, you know, imagine how you're going to sound at 21, no 25, shit, you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so it was pretty cool. And that's kind of how I got into it. The, now the photography, I kind of used to take pictures on like disposable cameras when I was young, I would just snap anything, like any little thing. And oh, yeah. um, when, when they got developed that, like, uh, when we go to, you know, the drugstore, like CVS or Walgreens and they developed some of the pictures and then it was noticed like, wow, who took this? And I was like, I did. And they was like, wow, this is actually really nice. It was like, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> it kind of shocked and surprised people. I would just, just try things and, and figure, you know, Hey, you know, if I'm good at it, all right, if not, I'll just try something else. So I, you know, that's just kind of how it all kind of happened when I was really young, but as far as being in college. I know I did the music thing and I would take pictures on some of my friends' cameras, but, um, I was really more focused on football. I was really more focused on football and school and, you know, social life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I definitely would, uh, at times I would always write, I always wrote a lot of lyrics. I always wrote 
a lot of things. I, 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 during that time, I was writing a lot of verses for other people. You know what I'm saying? I wasn't, you know, recording them myself. Sure. So I write verses and hooks and things like that. And, you know, but then I circled back to it. Uh, I would say I circled back to it my rookie year. Uh, just circle back into getting back in the studio and putting things out for myself. And, um, you know, so I'm pretty happy about it. Awesome. Yeah, dude. I'm, and I'm totally going to break down like piece by piece too, but I just, I just wanted to hear like where they came into play along the way, this record that just came out. And then I'm totally going to jump back to football and jump back here a little bit. I'm going to jump a lot, but the record that just came out, is that your first record that's out? That's just you. Like, I know you were writing for other people and things like yeah. that. Is this record that just dropped, like, the 18th, like, fresh? And it's literally yeah. called Long Overdue, right? right. L-O-D. Is, uh-huh. is that your first record out that you're, like, straight up distributing? Yeah, so that was the first record that I put out since. Uh, so I, the first time I put out a song, actually, I was 19 years old. And so that was, like, around my sophomore year of college. And, and I did a freestyle over uh, a beat. Uh, I think it was like Who's Run's House by Run DMC. I did like the instrumental. I did a freestyle over that beat and it caught fire throughout school. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the lyrics that I was rapping on and things like that. People were surprised that, because I'm usually a quiet guy. So people were surprised that, um, you know, I had those type of things to say and it was lyrical and the punchlines were there and they were like, whoa, I didn't, I didn't think you, you had that. And so yeah. people were playing, they would play it a lot in the locker room and sometimes guys would play it at, you know, the, so the guys, guys were playing at the at the pre-game or whatever, <laughs> pre-game stuff. Like, yeah, they would play it. So it was cool. And a lot of people, you know, figured it out. It kind of was big on my campus. It was big at uh, BU. People were listening to it at, uh, like, UMass Boston and things like that. So it was pretty cool, you know. It was pretty cool. And, um, you know, but – and I and I did about two – I did about two more songs after that, two more tracks after that. But uh, for a while, and then it was just – I just took a five-year break. I didn't put anything out. I was just writing, but I was just, I was writing and I rapped to friends and I rapped my verses. Whenever we would just freestyle, I would rap those verses. Yeah. And they'd be like, whoa, you should record that. And I'm like, ah. So this project long overdue is kind of a, a testament to that. It's just, it's a long overdue. I should have did it five years ago. Just never did. Never yeah. really put the whole time and resources into doing it. And, um, but yeah, you know, it's out now and I'm excited about it and it's cool. It's just something that, you know, get people to get people to see that I'm doing music again. And, you know, just for the weight of the actual prod, the bigger projects that are to come. Yeah. Cool, man. Well, so that like five year time of like, maybe you're like writing things as you go or whatever, but like, you're not putting stuff out there. Is that like, you're just straight up busy and like, you have just, you're just not there to do it. Or do you, do you like kind of like consciously or subconsciously choose and be like, you know what? I'm on a break right now. Like I'm not doing that right now. Like what, what caused that period of time? Yeah. So I, I talked a little bit about it at the end, uh, on a uh, Renaissance man. I talked a little bit about it at the end of the whole thing. Um, so it was a, it's kind of a few reasons. So at first I was, re- I, I, I was busy. Like I was busy with, you know, chasing my dream from the NFL, chasing, uh, obviously trying to get my degree as, as fast as I can. Um, doing all those things and kind of, you know, keeping time to myself, enjoying myself, enjoying time with friends and stuff like that. But, um, you know, and part of it is, you know, I had, you was dealing with stuff like that, you know, you get into relationships and things like that. And you don't really, don't really have as much time as you think you do, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm, I'm thinking about getting into stuff and then it's like, ah, you know, you're kind of dating someone. So you don't really have that much time. And 
you know, you're dealing with some 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 really, some some people in during that time where you know weren't really the best for me. So I mean, a lot of that was dealing with those things, and yep. you know, just and and for, for and you know with during that time, you know, a lot of it, you know, I had kind of went into like writer's block where I didn't really have much inspiration to write about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I didn't really have things. I was kind of just like, kind of just going. Like I wasn't really like, I was just going, I was just keep myself busy. I was, you know, attacking my goals and things like that. So music kind of really played the background for, for, for that time. Yeah. But, um, after I think it was during my rookie year, it was kind of just like it hit. You know what I'm saying? I was just like, okay, you know, I have a lot of things to write about. The experiences that I'm dealing with, you know, as even living through as an NFL athlete, it's like I can write, you know, I can write a, a three, four songs just about the experiences that I've had just off of that year alone. You know what I'm saying? And and with the four years prior. I so, bet, dude. You know, I had a lot of material to write about and a lot of it is um is featured, a lot of it is featured in a lot of the writing. But yeah, it was a whole lot of things that, you know, I was dealing with and I just had to really simplify, you know, it, but you know, life's, I got a little better handle on life right now. So I'm able to, you know, be able to do those things and make those things happen. Cool, man. Um, yeah. I mean, like you just said a lot. I mean, like, first of all, I definitely know what it's like when you're like caught in a funk where like, you just can't write. You're like, I just don't have thoughts that I want to put out right now. Like, I'm Mm. just, I just don't have. Or like something, sometimes you just get caught. It does usually, I space out like time when I put out music myself because you just get caught where like, you're like, I don't know that I have something to write about right now. Like, and then all of a sudden it pops and then you do. And then like, definitely dude, like my wife is a saint and she'll deal with me, you know, working at, in our house, like home studio at like 2am with a bunch of people or she'll deal with like, but like you it's not easy for like whatever your partner is to like deal with an artist's life dude it's just not a and i'm sure like we'll get into it but like i'm sure even nfl life and like every all that pieces of life dude that's like enough to deal with anyway let alone having you know you're playing music you're like you're you're spitting up in a room somewhere it's like that takes time that takes like energy from them you know so i i can right, totally right. see that so i guess i want to like this is the first time on my show I've had anyone that's been in the NFL. So you're the first one for there. How's that? Oh, that's cool. That's you know? cool. That's dope. First time for everything. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you, you you christened it, man. Yeah. I want to talk through that. Like, where along your way? Because like I know that you know you obviously played throughout time. You went to I think it was Boston College. You say? Yeah, right? BC. Yeah. And then like last was it last year you went to Rutgers? A year before that. So yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Two years before it. Okay. Talk me through that time, man. Like when, when are you seeing, like, are you working that whole time saying like, Hey, I'm going to try to get into the NFL and like, you're doing things to like start making motion or does something happen along the way where you're like, you're like, Oh shit, this is an opportunity to get in the NFL. Like, where does that even spur for people out there that are like, Hey, I want to be in the NFL. I want to go after this shit. I've wanted to do football. My my whole life, like what starts happening to even send you that way? Like, it just seems like such a crazy thing. Like, and then we'll talk about like when you're in it and all the shit that happens, but it's like, when do you start seeing the motion or the, the cogs moving to like, even have that be possible? 
So, uh, so like I would say college, uh, my freshman year it was a really good season that I had. And, uh, my freshman and senior year were pretty good years that I had. And, uh, freshman year being the best one and just getting a lot of accolades. Like it was a rookie, it was a you know freshman of the year in a conference. It was all conference, all American. So I had a pretty spectacular year as a freshman coming in. And then when you're kind of hearing the conversations of, wow. Oh, you can leave it after your junior year, you're on pace to do this and that like to the NFL. So it's like, Whoa, you know what I'm saying? You're kind of getting that, you know, obviously it's just all projections until it happens, but it, you're hearing those things from people, from experts and stuff. And you're trying not to listen, trying to stay focused, but yeah, I mean, it pretty much kicked off my, my freshman year, you know, just from just the reactions of having a good year. Um, yeah. And it, it kind of went that way for a while. And, you know, my sure. sophomore year ended up getting hurt and, you know, it kind of, it still was there because people remember, you know, how great freshman year was just come back healthy and be fine. And, Junior and senior year was pretty good. My senior year was, was I showed a lot of versatility and things like that. Things that usually people, scouts and, and, you know, coaches haven't really seen from me in the years prior, you know, done some, being able to do some, showcase some other things in my game. And so, you know, it kind of opened up. And even after, you know, my year, you know, graduated and went to Rutgers for my final season, um, I kind of showcased some things over there too, you know what I'm saying? And so it kind of, it, it was, so I would say my freshman year is kind of where the scouts started to just follow and see and, you know, keep track of progress and keep track of, you know, how, you know, you're getting better year in year and, if you know, you're healthy and things like that. But yeah, my freshman year, I'd say. Cool. Okay. So like you're focused the whole time in terms of being like, Hey, I'm serious about football. I'm really after it. Right. And then right. freshman year happens. And then like, you're hitting some shit where like people are like, okay, this guy can play. Yeah. Then you have people being like, yo, you really can do the NFL if you want to do that. Like start thinking about that. Like you've got people that are trusted, you know, knowledgeable people saying that. And then you're like, okay, now I'm definitely thinking that way of like, how do I make this happen? Right. Right. And then, so, so then you're going through that. Then what happens? Like, where does it click? And then all of a sudden, like you're, you're getting to go to the giants. Like where the hell does that happen, dude? I would say my, my senior year, my last year at Rutgers, and then they kind of was just like, you know, I had no more years of eligibility. So uh, there was interest through about 16 teams. And I kind of just, it, it kind of just clicked that, yeah, this is really, you know, going to happen. At one point, um, it was, you know, I had a draft grade from the fifth round to the seventh round. So it's like, whoa, I'm going to get drafted. I'm going to hear my name called. Wow, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's really, you know, showcasing itself to be, you know, kind of like one of those things where it's it's not really just like a, well, if this happens when you're young, now it's like, well, when it happens, you have to be prepared for, you know, how you, your work, how different you got to work and how different you got to approach, you know, this as compared to a college, you know what I'm saying? So I say my senior year is uh, my final season was kind of like, the, okay, yeah, it's here now. It's in front of you. You got to get through the, the training part and, you know, the, the combine and pro day and all of those things and testing really well and working out really well with teams and kind of making it, you know, to April where you get your name called or get your name called after the draft and you go onto a team and, you know, you, you go, you know, go through the process after that. Cool. Okay. So like what, um, you know, and then we'll wrap up like just like the behind the scenes on it, but like, what would you say out there, Jonathan, to, you know, young players right now that 
are trying to do some of the shit that you do? Like what, what should they be keeping their focus on? Like what should they be working on if they're earlier in to try to go after that stuff? Yeah, I would, I would say, uh, just as a, as a foundational thing, don't think too much about it. Right. And it's weird to say that because I mean, if you really love something, that's all you think about, but don't really like stress too much about, Oh man, the destination. I gotta get to the end. I gotta get think more so about the process, right? Think more mm. so about the the journey, right? Every single day, finding something new to to enhance to your game. If you're say, I'll just live through my experience, right? Or I'll just live through my world of being a running back. Uh, if you're a running, if you're a young running back, if you're somebody who is more of a power guy where you just run forward, you break a lot of tackles, you run people over, that's your thing. Try to, you know, catch the ball. Try to learn how to catch the ball. Try to learn how to pass block. Try to learn how to you know, make them, make somebody miss, work on your speed. You know what I'm saying? If you're a speed guy, you know, work on, you know, working on lowering your shoulder, working on being really elusive, working on, you know, having a niche to your game that, you know, is, is, is undeniable. You know what I'm saying? And really, really work the techniques and things like that. But for all players, just don't think too much about it. Really enjoy your process, get better, try a lot of different things every day, try to learn a different skill every day so that when those days stack up, and when you're in that opportunity, you know, when one skill shuts down, you can, you, you can, you know, rely on another skill. You can rely on another skill. And then scouts will see that scouts will, no matter where you go to school, scouts will see your versatility and they'll, they'll find a place for you. They'll, they'll give you an opportunity. They'll find a place for you. And then after that, you know, it's whatever you do with it. That's awesome, dude. I think that's really good advice. I mean, obviously I know zero about that. <laughs> I've never even played football. You know, I love watching it. I'm not, but I'm not like any expert. I just really enjoy the sport. But basically what I'm getting from that is like, obviously, you know, if you're going to go after that level, you have to be all in. So like you're constantly working on it, trying to get better at your craft. But then like, also you're like, do something to stand out because if you're not doing something different or like being more versatile or being something interesting or like doing something, that's really what is helping a lot is like this versatility or like this potential of like all these other tools in this person's belt that I could grab this person and, and, and right. pitch them for really. And then at the end of the day, like there is some stuff that like, if you're performing really, really well, hitting these accolades, hitting these, these marks, and then you're doing things to differentiate, then like you're either going to get picked or you're not. And like, right. if you're not enjoying it along the way, then like, why bother? Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It's a waste of time. If you don't enjoy it, you know, you're going to high school is like, you can kind of get away with not loving it. College. You might have your faith tested at some point. If you, you, and you're blessed to be able to get to the NFL, you, you, you won't last. I mean, you got to love it. It's going to, there's going to be things around the, the journey. You may get cut, you may get injured, you may get traded. You know what I'm saying? You may not get your contract or renewed, whatever, you know, different coaches, a lot of things, you know, so you're going to have to deal with something that's going to ultimately something that you're going to hate in terms of what you love. And if you don't really love it, then it's going to drive you away. So you have to really, really enjoy the process, enjoy getting better every day, enjoy the daily grind, enjoy it, love it, love, love it for all it's worth. Don't just love it for the destination and what it can bring you, you know? Yep. Damn. Cool, man. Um, so when you get there, right, what was it like to hit that transition? Like what, what did it feel like? I feel like I saw 
either in an interview or I like read something on like what you were saying on it. But I remember reading on the different things that happened from like the practice team. Then all of a sudden you got a couple players out and then it's like, now you're boom, you're in man. Yeah, and like that week you yeah. knew, like you knew pretty much you're like, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to be in there. You know what I mean? The coach yeah. knew, you knew what, what's that like? All of a sudden you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm up man. Like year one, right. I'm in. So like I come in and I, I, you know, you got guys like Saquon Barkley and who's like the, was the, at, at that time going into year two, he was the reigning uh, rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. But oh, I knew yeah. I'm like, okay, well, he's a starter. Yeah. <laughs> I got, um, you got, you know, Wayne Gallman, you got guys like, bro, you got guys like Paul Perkins and Elijah Penny and, you know what I'm saying? Big homie Rod. And they, those guys have been in the league. Some of those guys have been in the league, you know, four or five years, you know, veterans, you know, guys who've done it and they've played in, in games and have scored and have done well, and has been starters. So, you know, I come in as the only rookie, you know, the only rookie running back. So I'm kind of just like, well, long shot in, in, in terms of it to really think about it, you know what I'm right. saying? And so I, I kind of come in just with the expectation of, you know, don't really expect anything. Just go out there and play. And my, my best friend actually gave me that advice. He drove, he drove me up to camp. I didn't have a car at the time. So he drove me up to camp. And um, he was just like, yeah, bro, if I were to give you any advice, bro, just don't just have fun with it, bro. Just don't, you know, don't have any expectations, you know, just go out there and ball, do your thing. You know, you've been doing this since we were five years old. So, you know, it's, it's the same game and you're here now. So just have fun with it. And I said, yeah, you know, you're right, bro. And that's kind of what I did. I went out there to have fun. I mean, they were fans at training camp, which was I wasn't really used to because, you know, in practice in college, it's like no one there. So just oh, going out cool. there and work. You have huh? fans. You have fans watching practice, basically. Yeah, yeah. We have fans. Yeah. Usually, after, well, besides this year, obviously with COVID, but last last season, yeah, I mean, fans would be there and they're asking Sweet. for autographs and they're taking pictures and things like. So it's like, wow, this is kind of crazy. So you kind of as cool. a rookie, you're looking around, but you're like, all right, I gotta stay focused and you know, stay pay attention. You know, I may I may go in the next play. You know, so just things like that. I'm coming in and you know, and ultimately do do well in training camp and, you know, get signed to the practice squad. So I'm just practicing for like, you know, three weeks and then Saquon goes down. And then the next week, so the next week I'm up. So I'm up. I'm no officially the, the, yeah, I'm officially the second back. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa. So I, so in my mind, so in my mind, I, I'm kind of just um, thinking, in my mind, I'm kind of just thinking, all right, well, I'm just going to play more special teams. You know, Wayne's the starter until something happens. And th- I go and I ask, I'm carrying the ball. Like I'm, I'm, in the offense i'm like well yeah so, I, and so, so to me that first game was like i'm playing a lot more when they called me in i was like what what yeah he's like john john you're i literally i think in my mind i literally say what but why so i literally <laughs> ran in so i ran in i was like okay i guess I'm, oh, i just did, did my did my ritual usually and then i just ran in and i'm just like yeah okay i'm in and we were a run play i think i got like four yards and i was like all right Shit. you're in this yeah. is it. You're you're in now. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of it. W- it was kind of at first. It was like whoa, but then as the game went on, you know, start to just play ball, and you know, it was it was all the same. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of you guys play fast and you're big, and they know what you're doing. They know what they're doing, and yeah. you know things like that. But um, yeah. So as it was, but long long story short, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was pretty exciting the the amount I played during that time that I was up. You know, so I was up for like four games and ended up starting two of them. And awesome. I mean, it was kind of so it was like. You know, I, I coming into the season, if you were to tell me, yeah, you're going to start, you know, at some point in the season, yeah, I would have probably said, yeah, right. I'm just trying to make this team and stick yeah. around. Like I'm not, you know, but that's, that's kind of, you know, how it happened. And then, 
you know, I'm, you know, grateful for the opportunity and the experience, you know, and looking, looking forward to more, you know, memories like that. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I know. It's got to feel like nuts. And I feel like that's got to be one of those things where, you know, I've, I've been fortunate enough to share the stage with some like ridiculous artists and bands, uh, to open up for them. And I feel like people think like when it comes to the NFL or like movies and celebrities and like famous bands and things, I feel like everyone at those levels, like they're, there's no doubt they're high performers or they're super original or like there's something that got them there first of all. And then second of all, like everyone on those fields or those stages or like whatever they can perform, right? Like they're showing up and they, they are no (laughs) doubt, but I also feel like there's like this perception, like what, just like what you were saying, you're like, you're like, yeah, I was super hype. Right. And I'm super about it. And then like, I get on the field and like, I'm still like the first four yards. Right. And then I'm like, oh, I'm just also just playing football with some insanely good football players. And I've been playing football for my whole life. So I need to focus and just play football. Right. And I feel like that's the same way with this other stuff too, where it's like, if your band gets to open up for a suite, you know, like you're some of these awesome artists you need you've been playing if you've been playing music for 15 years 20 years and you get up on the stage you need to just go play the best music that you possibly can or if you get a chance to be in like a movie as like a a side role or like now like your new role or whatever like and you're alongside this crazy actor or something it's like you just need to go there you've been doing it for a long time you got to show up and just do it the best that you possibly can basically yeah, just yeah. That's ultimately it. You just gotta like simplify it, you know. Just bring it back to what it really is, you know. Like for you, it's it's playing music. It's you know playing, doing, playing songs that you played thousands, hundreds, and thousands of times. For me, it's running plays and doing things I've done hundreds of thousands of times. You know what I'm saying? And so it's like this gets to just simplifying the moment and just seeing it for what it really is, rather than it's like. You know, you're looking around and like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of just be like, all right, today playing the Washington Redskins at one o'clock in Giant Stadium. Like, you know, it's third down. Somebody's about to blitz. You've blocked guys from Florida State, from Clemson, from such and such. You've blocked a lot of these guys, Penn State, all over. So it's no different. He's going to blitz. You've watched it on tape. Go up, block them, first down. That's it. You know what I'm saying? And so that's just like things like that. But just simplifying it and make, and, and and make the moment what it really is. And at the end of the day, it's, it's whatever you've been doing for, you know, however long. So, yeah. Yeah, man. Right. Like, I remember, I I don't know, I won some weird competition and I ended up opening up for Wiz Khalifa. And I was like, what? <laughs> With my, like, rock band, dude, it's so funky. You're, like, getting <laughs> on stage. The stage is, like, massive compared to the stuff I've been on. And obviously, there's way more people in there than I usually open up for. But then like when you play, I was like, oh, it's just a way bigger stage and like the equipment's way better than I'm used to. And there's way more people. But like I am just doing the same thing, just like you're saying, I'm doing running the same plays. What what other things did you see? Are there any other differences that you were like, damn, I never knew that this was happening in here. I was never like aware of this. Like are any other things that on the inside of the NFL, you're like, wow, this is totally some unexpected thing that I didn't I didn't think, you know. Yeah, I would say guys, um, their their methods of um, getting themselves ready for the game, whether it's like the mental part, the physical part. Um, 
I've always told, I mean, I was blessed to play big, big division one uh, college football in the ACC and the big 10. So I kind of was around guys who knew how to do those things. Like good guys who ended up playing and are still playing in the NFL. Um, and so just, just finding out like just the, the overall work guys go through in order to get themselves a top tier level, which is physically, mentally, you know, the hours of film. Like me, I'm probably, I probably, at, before then, I probably watched film maybe an hour or two, you know, maybe like during class or whatever at, at my apartment in college and just watch certain things. I think when I sat down and watched it with some, some veterans, some, some of the things that they watched, some of the things that they saw, some of the things that they they kind of would go back and forth. And I, I almost got dizzy a couple of times because they kept going back and forth, back, back, rewinding, 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 and wow. kind of looking for different things. And I'm just like, wait a minute, I didn't even see it like that. And he's just like, yeah. And I was like, so then now to this day, even I, I have a different perspective on how I watch wow. film and analyze stuff. They kind of watch it and analyze it like a coach. Like they trying to watch it like how, what was the coach trying to run? Why did they do it this way? What what was their what was their objective? Like they they take it back to like the root. Like they have there's so many layers, and I never even thought about the game like that. I was just like, man, just go call the play, go run, don't think, just go and be quick and react and do what you got to do and attack it when you have to attack, and that's it. But just getting their 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 mind just ready and for them to, and they and they and the, the consistency of it. It's like every single day, every single week. But then one of the older, I'm like, man, this, you guys really spent a lot of time in there. And the dude's like, well, it's your job. Wow. And it hit wow. me like a ton of bricks. And it was like, it's your job. It was three words he said. Yeah, it's your Damn, job. Man. And it, it, it hit me like, wow. Yeah, they're paying me six, seven figures to they're paying some guy six, seven, eight, sometimes nine figures yeah. to to do this. Like, this is what you're doing. Like, yeah, some guys would be blessed enough to get endorsement deals and you do other stuff. And, hey, you may... You may do music on the side, whatever, right. but this is ultimately your job. This is what you get paid to do. Yes, you love it, but yeah, you, this is a business. This is a For job. Sure, this dude. is this is what you're supposed to do. So it was like, wow. So that was kind of the biggest thing that I sat back and took from my rookie year experience on, um, you know, just how the NFL and the work and the inner workings of it, and just the consistency of it is just like the routine that guys have. It's insane. Wow. It, and they follow it and they follow it to a T. Yeah, dude, that's crazy. That's like, I feel like obviously whenever I'm hanging with friends or whatever, watching games, it's like over and over and over again, people are like, oh, they get paid so much friggin' money. They just get paid like no doubt NFL players get paid a lot of money. No doubt, dude. Right. But yeah, yeah. when you're talking about like that, you're like, you're also like, like you have to think about a couple things, man. First of all, you got the biggest friggin' people on the planet bashing into each other. First of all, that like you're paying, yeah. you're paying a piece of time of how much shit is happening to your body that like you can't do that forever. Obviously, you got like people like Roethlisberger and you got Brady and you got people that are like out there that are being old into the sport. But it's like at the end of the day, it's like right. you don't know when you're going to get hurt. You don't know how long things are going to happen. You don't know how long the stuff's going to go down. So it's like you kind of you kind of need to make the money so that that way you can project into the future. Obviously there's a million other things you can do. Even if you get out by like, you do go older in the sport and you're like 40 something. It's like, dude, you have literally more than half of a life to go live and do a ton of shit. 
But at the same time, you're doing all those things that you're saying. If they're like religiously watching film, they're like obviously tons and tons of physical training, you know, diets and like all the shit that they're doing. There's, it's like your your whole life is living in a way to accommodate that, to earn that money. So it's like, I don't know, man. I, I totally get why players get paid a large bill because there's a lot of stuff that goes into it behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, a whole lot of stuff. A whole lot of things that I was naive at first enough and didn't think. I thought it was just playing the game and guys just superhuman, right? They just go play yeah. the game and they just, you know, the coach just gives them a thing and, hey, you got these plays and go make them happen. And I, that's literally what I thought it was. But I would just see guys just hours, just catching hours, just doing the same route, hours just doing their footwork, just doing the same steps a thousand like <laughs> tedious like to the point where it's like they're walking and you're still you're, you kind of still have that rhythm of, <laughs> of steps because you did it so many times i'm like i just sit there and just be like wow like guys kind of like ocd with their routine. oh my god and it's like and but these guys have been in the league for eight nine years have been like five pro bowls been all pro three years so it's like yeah, they're walking down Times Square, shuffling back and forth into people by accident because they're just walking, dude. Uh, they're 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 <laughs> talking football at the, the 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 dinner. They're talking football at the dinner on Wednesday after practice. Oh, they're shit. talking about stuff. That, I'm like, man, bro, like, come on, let's, let's just, eat like, some food, man. Out, let's which I, yeah, like it's just exactly like this and that. Like, yeah, bro, just start drawing stuff, and I'm like. Man, on a napkin but, I mean, in a bar, is, they're like crayon some stuff, and you're like, dude, can we just like have a drink? Can we like hang out right now? You just have a drink and just and just watch the you know the Thursday night game, and they're watching the Thursday night game, and they're just analyzing it. They're not just watching it to watch yeah. it. like little <laughs> things like little things like that, man. But that's oh man, there's a reason why those guys are, are are doing the things they're doing, and they are who they are, you know. So yeah, what's like some crazy stories of like things that do to that people do to prep like what's the craziest shit that you saw of people doing to prep for stuff whether it's mental or physical or whatever where you're like dude what in the hell are you doing i so the thing about it i haven't i haven't really seen my own self in my own i haven't seen it like personally like who a lot of guys are very private like like a lot of a lot of nfl athletes are very private from my experience uh they they kind of want their secrets. They want it to be secret sauce, right? They want to, they want their play to be, you know, outward and everybody sees it and it's undeniable, but they, their, their, um, their, um, their methods to getting ready are, are, you know, are very private. I know one, but one player used to, um, one player used to, one player used to be, one player used to be on. So they wanted one. I saw one player on the top of his head, and he's just meditating on the top of the upside head. down and kind of yeah, upside down. And he's getting, getting listening, quiet and just staying, qu- staying quiet. His body's not moving. Eyes are closed. Visualize. Yeah. Visual, like visualizing. I've seen some players take naps, just full out snoring, sleep, like <laughs> asleep, just kind of chilling, like stuff like that. I've seen a, a whole lot of different things. Um, you know, but well, the things that they are willing to show, but I'm sure it's a whole lot of stuff behind yeah. the scenes that are like things that I probably wouldn't even be able to comprehend. I'll just be like, yeah, I, I probably don't even understand that, but Hey, you're, it works for you. You're, 
you know what I'm saying? Doing your thing week in and week out. Who might have questioned, you know, your, yeah, man. you know, track, track. You record. do you, yeah. man, whatever you need to do to, to do that. If you can do that play or you can do that shit every time, then do whatever you need to do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But the headstand was kind of a little different for me. I was like, whoa, <laughs> I was, that took me, that took me back a little bit, but they ended up do that. Ended up having a great game. I had a killer game. So <laughs> like maybe, a, he kept maybe doing I'll do it. He kept doing right? it. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking about it, but I was like, nah, I'm not gonna take nobody's style. I'm trying to figure out my own little routine. Yeah, you know, but yeah, that's like, um, it's the same thing. Like that's why I'm totally tying like what I know to this. But it's like I used to work live sound for a concert venue. It's pretty big venue, like three to three to four thousand people shows. So you'd have good artists in there. And I remember my first show ever was Marilyn Manson. It was an 18 hour show and like there was shit that I was setting up that like, I was like, I I cannot fathom why I'm a setting dude. Like, so like the things to like get ready for the show that people don't know. Right. I had to, first of all, get rid of all coffee related items. Like you could not have a coffee pot, any coffee cups, any coffee smell anywhere from his trailer all the way up to the venue. I had to make everything disappear. I had to set up a flash AC unit that's made to like almost set like it's made almost like industrial. Like if someone was set on fire or something to like put it out or something like it flashes this like AC like that's so cold and he put it behind stage and every time he changed like costumes, it would just like zap him and it'd be like sub Arctic. And I was like, what in the hell is this like industrial crap? And they're like, oh, it's because he gets so hot in all these costumes that are like extravagant he flashes this stuff on him gets like sub zero and then like changes so that he's not like sweating and it's like oh my god i'm like setting a u-shaped table up and on the table there's like oh different god. things to eat and different like combs and all sorts of like crap on this whole u-shaped table and it's like just like you're saying like no one's gonna see that when he's on stage but like everyone's got their like their pre pre-show like voodoo that they gotta yeah. do and just and if that's what gets them to be consistent like always doing it always performing high then it's like as long as they're not doing anything bad mm-hmm. you can't really say too much about it can't question you know? it yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. so like i i guess i want to get back into like some of this creative like what's next now man like you're you've done like all these different things like what are you trying to do between these different worlds now because i know that they they all affect each other of like how you're how you write, yeah. how you, you, you go after stuff. Like, what are you up to? And I know we're in Coronaville right now, so it's a different world even than yeah. you planned probably. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously the initial thing is, you know, staying in shape, uh, you know, kind of being ready for any opportunities that come up for football. Uh, I'm, I'm confident that something will come up. Just kind of just got to be ready yep. for it. Uh, just got to be ready for it physically. And I've been doing a good job doing with, with doing that. Um, but as far as music and, and photography goes, uh, right now, I mean, I have the, you know, the project that came, that little, uh, little three song project that came out. I'm working on some other things. I'm working on something after this. I'm letting this kind of like letting some steam blow for that yeah. one. And then the second project, the second little three song project is, is going to be more of a social commentary about, you know, what's going on and yeah. things that I've seen and in my experience as, you know, black man in, in America and my experience says, you know, what, what's been going down, you know, with the social justice, with black lives matter, with a lot of different things. Right. Yeah. 
And so those that's the next thing to be on the horizon. It will be called a politically incorrect. It should be should be out should be out around my birthday. I'm I'm born November 14th, so it should be out around then. Um, and so that that should be the next thing on the agenda. And during that time, so during that time, it's allowing those things to kind of letting those two projects to kind of get as much theme as possible. People listen to it, and it it's so far. I mean, it's having great reviews. A lot of people have blown me up because of it i mean i guess they were surprised by you know how good it was going to be I, I didn't take it as a slight or anything yeah i just took it as a compliment but um <laughs> you know what i'm saying it was i just allowed those two projects to do you know do their let them run their course yeah. and then during that time I've, I've worked with a lot of different uh a lot of different uh artists from you know new york new jersey to philadelphia the dmv you know what i'm saying so i've worked with a lot of have a lot of songs in my hard drive that are unreleased and I might, you know, send put snippets out on TikTok and Instagram and, you know, social media things just to get people guys say, Oh yeah, drop that. That's really good. You know, things like sure. that. So, um, and, and during that time, I'll just from, from, you know, November till, you know, January, mid January is when, you know, the EP, which is, which is entitled the extended play, which is entitled unruly. Uh, it's a seven song extended play, which is a bigger project kind of, you know, showcasing some some more things and it's kind of a little a mini story about you know my life where you how it used to be how it is and how i want it to be cool um and and so but between in between that time just releasing a lot of little singles songs that i've been featured on songs that i've had other people's features on it things like that just releasing singles and during that time and kind of getting the whole idea of people saying wow i can't wait for that ep to come out you know what i'm saying and getting people to kind of get you know, okay, I can't wait to hear it. I can't wait to hear it. And so things like that. But yeah, that, that's the, uh, for the music side. The photography, kind of just expanding. I'm just trying to, you know, getting, you know, creating um, merchandise and things like that. Um, you know, obviously taking pictures from a lot of different places and taking pictures in, in places from that extend from LA to Puerto Rico, literally just that, cool. you know, different, different catalog from those places and, and edited pictures and stuff like that. So you know, getting the website built up and, so, and and trying to, you know, make it as cool as possible and as, you know, attractive as possible so people to kind of go and see and, you know, support. Because people support, you know, I have a lot of people who, you know, have support and they, you know, they, you know, if they have things like, okay, maybe graduation or this and that or, you know, wedding or just want to shoot, you know, they, they people have, you know, contacted me in, in the past and have said, yeah. Let's uh let let's do it. let's do it. let's let, let's check you out check you out you know what I'm saying and, and things like that so kind of making those things work and, and trying to you know utilize a lot of idle time that I may have or any idle time that I may have kind of utilizing you know trying to build different ways on how to expand you know what I got going on yeah that's what's kind of sweet about those things man is like those are fairly different things that if you're ever like in a writing block or you're ever like just feeling in a different mood or something, you can go off and pivot and just do this other thing that you like to do. Right. Right. It's a good, it's a good release. Like if I, football is kind of whatever, maybe we might be on a losing streak or, you know, playing in the funk or whatever. And just kind of, you know, go into studio, create in a different way. You know what I'm saying? And maybe, okay. I'm kind of tired. been in the studio last few days, long, long time you know how studio sessions long oh, yeah. studio sessions are tedious and things like that so you're like ah, might as well go downtown 
uh, where I'm from, Hoboken, well, where I'm from in, you know, New Jersey, um, downtown in Hoboken, downtown in Newark, Hoboken, downtown yeah. in, you know, yeah, yeah, downtown in, um, or maybe cross the bridge, go to, go to, uh, New Jersey, no, I'm sorry, New York, New York City, uh, Manhattan, Soho, you know, getting different pictures and just like seeing different things and, you know, and then your eyes get kind of, uh, and then you want to go play football. So it's kind of a good thing, a good revolving, you know, a good revolving door of uh, just a lot of different avenues to kind of release and chill and lay back. And maybe sometimes I'm just like, ah, I want them to do with all three of those things. I kind of just want to chill yeah. and watch TV or listen to somebody else's music or see somebody else's pictures or watch somebody else play football. You know oh, yeah. Saying? Yeah, man. It's it's funny because like it's like you did all this crazy athlete athletic stuff and then like you're using all these like creative outlets that you're like getting deeper and deeper in and i feel like i was the opposite where like i did do like a lot of wrestling in high school and stuff but college i didn't do any really sports so i've been doing music since i was like 15 i've been gigging and playing and recording and like that's been my life now that i'm getting older i've been like trying to get more athletic again i've been getting into like marathons and triathlons and like all that like like way out like like hiking and and getting into like harder climbs and stuff like that and i feel like it's you like have to have a balance between the two cuz like sometimes your mind gets like unruly and you need to like you need to use creative outlets to channel and like put out what you need to say but then i feel like right. sometimes like your body gets wound up too where like you just have like unneeded energy it's like not serving you if you haven't done shit for so long it's like your energy is like like you need to get you need to get rid of stuff that's like you need by just going working out or like going to do stuff like that and push yourself and not think right. like you, you 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 need to like not think about stuff and just act and just do a thing and obviously there's thinking with like sports when you're trying to plan out all this and like all the strategic stuff you're talking about but sometimes you can just like run some of the drills and run some of the stuff that you're doing and like just burn off energy. That's not helping, you know? Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. It's a good, it's a good release. Any three of those avenues, it's a good release and tell me it's positive And you know, it's, it's, it's always a good use of, of time. Yeah. I'm going to ask some questions in a second here, man. And I had two questions that one of my people asked me when I asked if they had any questions for you today, but Real quick, I just want to say to you, dude, I listened to the EP. I think it's awesome, dude. I think I appreciate um, it, man. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's three songs. For those of you out there, it will be in the show notes too. And we'll we'll give you a chance to link some stuff up too, John, so that, that way people yeah. can see where you're at. But I like it because the three different songs, it was weird. Like when I listened to it the first time, because I was like, hey, I need to get a, a flavor for this guy and like see what he's up to. When I listened to it the first three times, it's almost like, the each song the beat and the music is so different like you're almost usually expecting a record to be maybe like different right but but uh but sometimes it's like the flavor just blends through to some degree everything like the palette the instruments chosen even the vibe like pardon me for not like the the names on him um i totally should have been cooler and known the names on him but like the first one is like it's like modern and like really like moving and then the second one almost feels like like old school like an old school yeah. like recycled yeah. you know scratch off of a record or something and then the last one is like ultra modern 
And I was like, that's yeah. so cool, man. Like, was there any reasoning that made you choose that? Like, how did you go through that really quick? And then I'll ask you my ending questions, but I wanted to see through your head on that. Like, how'd that yeah, go? Yeah. Uh, so I, I kind of, so I kind of wanted for those three, for those three songs that like a smaller project, I kind of wanted to have one song that had energy and I want to pop it off with that one. Everybody, that seems to be like everybody's favorite. 5 a.m. Yeah. in Somerville. That kind of seems to because I literally wrote that song at 5 a.m. in, in Somerville. Somerville. <laughs> yeah, like that, that's, that's literally dope. why that song is. That's literally why that song is named that. There's no specific reason for anything. Oh I'm not even from Somerville. I, my parents lived there. My brother, my youngest brother, went to high school there. Yeah. So I, so I just wrote it then, and it's kind of a song where it's like I'm kind of freestyling and saying punchlines and lyrics, but it's something you can still kind of like bob your head to and move around, and you know what I'm saying. So I wanted that, just I, but I didn't want all of them to be that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't want it to just be stuck in that kind of because I don't, I didn't want to be just like stuck in that kind of mode for that product. I wanted to show versatility. I wanted to show a lot of different things. Um, the second one was because I, I, my second one is um, famous freestyle. I kind of wanted to have more of a '90s like boom bap type of yeah, you know, feel on it. it. Yeah, because definitely. that is that's what I'm I'm still listening to that. Like my friends to this day, they're like, "Bro, you're still stuck in the '90s, bro." Like that's all the rap that I really like listening to now is old school rap. I, I my days, I don't really listen to like I listen to a lot of the new stuff that come out for, through my friends. They put me on to music, and sometimes I scroll and listen to some things, right? Yeah. But um, my time my time listening to music is literally just like looking deeper into older albums and and artists that I haven't discovered, like haven't known, like those artists that people probably wouldn't even really know. You know what I'm saying? Like I just look, cause I hear something and I'm like, Whoa, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ah, okay. I, they, I kind of takes me, like, it might take me back to like, even if I wasn't born at the time, it'll take me back to like, Whoa, damn, I'm, that, that seems kind of cool. And then my dad probably would know that artist and things like that. And, um, so that's how, I, and so I always have love for '90s rap and actually being able to rap. You know, what I'm saying rap and yeah. saying things, and you got to have punchlines and lyrics, and then you know, what I'm saying it wasn't much mumbling going back then, on back then. Yeah. So, and the last one, the last one, the last one, Rio Renaissance man. That was actually I, I did a freestyle remix. I did a remix to uh, "All Y'all" by by um, by Timberland and Magoo, and so. It was Timberland's beat I took, and I did a freestyle on it. They it called it the Renaissance Man. I talk in the beginning, I I ball, I rap, nice with the camera because you know I'm NFL athlete, uh, rap obviously on my label, and I have my you know photography business. I take pictures last two years. Yeah. So so I talk about that. So it's like me being a Renaissance Man at the end. I kind of sing. I sing in a little bit in the beginning, sing a little bit at the end, and I. So for that one, I was really inspired by Childish Gambino to do that. Huh. Okay. He did. Man, he did. He did a song. He did a cut. It's called All Y'all. He did a cut on one of his uh, on 2016 little project that he did, and um, he kind of sang and rapped on it, and he kind of went crazy, and he did his thing. And I, I, he's a Renaissance man. If anybody knows me, he he raps, he sings, he produces. He he writes uh, screenplay, does comedy, acts. He does everything, right? So it's like he's like the literally the the new modern version of the Renaissance. Like he's just all about the arts, all about. He just does everything. Like he does. There's probably there's probably nothing he can't do. So yeah. And I kind of I kind of have you know 
I kind of have always been um, inspired by people like that who do a lot of different things and who are down to do a lot of different things. So I, I took that beat pretty much. I, I kind of took that format from uh, Childish Gambino and kind of ran with it. And people liked it. They said that that's like a song they like. They like those those three things. And I'm happy. I'm happy with it. It was just something that's put out and just to let people know that I'm doing music again. I, for the last five years, I made all types of excuses as to why I'm not putting music out and I do this and oh, I'm focusing on ball and yeah. oh, my girl and all this and that. Now it's like I don't have those excuses. I'm playing ball. I'm doing this, but I'm single. I got time. You know, I got the resources. You know, you might as well. Plus, COVID kind of had a big thing with that, you know, me getting back into, you know, rapping because I had a lot of idle times to just do something. And so that's kind of what I did. Cool. Um, yeah, dude, I like, there's a line that you said, like, I bet you didn't know that I could sing or something. And it was like, yeah. that, was, that was so funny, man, because I, I, I knew that you hadn't released music in a bit. And then it was funny that you like pretty much come right in. You're like, like, here's all the shit that I'm up to. And like, also, I bet you didn't know that I could sing. And like, it was just funny yeah. to kick it, you know? Yeah. A lot cool. of people told me they, they, that, it, it shocked cool, a man. lot of people that they they were kind of just like, what? No you know way. What that's like, not you. Exactly. Do do that crap? I had a couple. I had a couple people. A couple guys I went to high school with were in a chat. And they were like, "Bro, did you? Who'd you get to sing on your thing?" I was like, "It was me. It was, that was me. That was me." Yeah, that was me. Like, it's just my, my engineer is just really good. I can sing a little bit, but like, my engineer is like really good. He made it sound like he made it pop. Yeah, and he's like, "No, bro, you didn't say." I'm just like, it was "Yeah, me, I did. Man. Like, it you, was me." That 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 line was for you. I you I bet you didn't think I could do, do yeah. that. But yeah, that's just. <laughs> That's cool, man. That that yeah, that's a line I I, I kind of wanted to pop. So I'm actually excited that you like that line. Yeah, man, <laughs> dude, I for sure. All right, so I've got a couple questions that I need to ask that people have been asking me really quick. What would be what was like the exercise routine through? And I know that that's probably honestly a podcast episode itself. But like, is there any like basics of like the exercise routine that goes into keeping? fit through an nfl season uh so it's a it's a lot so in throughout an nfl season it's not we don't really believe it or not we don't really exercise as much as people would think um the it's it's more so about getting your body back so it's more so about recovery because mm. you got 16 games 17 weeks you got 16 games every game is physical and as the gear goes on it becomes more physical because your your body just becomes more worn down for sure so you're like in in the beginning you're like okay you're 110%. Everybody's all gung ho about, yeah, it's the first game and testosterone is, is, is raging and everybody's like, ah, by week eight, it's like, uh, you're just trying to get back to 80%, like just get close to 80. And then yeah. when you get to 12, then it's like, okay, if it's, it goes two ways. Like you can either be, you know, in the playoff run. So that kind of your body's at like 75, maybe six, 65%, but you're, your mind is pushing you that extra 35% because you got the playoffs to fight for or you're in the playoffs or things like that. So you're kind of just pushing or it's towards the end and you're like, you're kind of out of it. So it's like, I'm just trying to finish strong and you yeah. know what I'm saying? Finish up and like, you know, have something to, you know, lean on towards next year and things like that. But, um, yeah, it's not really a lot of working out. It's more so about just, um, more so about just getting your body back. To- what go into the recovery, I guess, to make it so you're recovering before each next game. Yeah. So it's a lot, a lot of, a lot of cold tub, a lot of like the whirlpool cold tubs, hot tubs and things like that. A lot of stretching guys. I mean, guys that are been in the game for a long time, they have like personal, like 
personal uh, doctors and nutritionists and things like that. They come to their house personally just for them. Wow. And I do dry needles or they do like specific stretching or chiropractor or, you know, obviously massage and, you know, the light bed, which is kind of crazy, which a lot of different things that, you know, different, you know, modalities that help Ex- help you know speed up the process of you just getting recover as much know, as possible before self. I go yeah, to war to again right. right but i would say as far as the as far as the training a lot of lifts that are being done are like just light lighter weights a lot of reps and after practice you're doing a lot of conditioning because you just want you to can stay in shape throughout the year stay in shape keep your body you know in shape able to do a lot of things able to play long because this is a long season it's a long season and they want you to be strong and, and, and in shape and physically able so you're not getting hurt. You don't have, sh- you know, soft tissue itch- injuries and things like that. So, but yeah, it's, it's about just staying in shape and, and just being and just recovering as fast as you can. Cool. I have like five questions that I ask at the end. I want to take one more moment here, though. You were saying your next record is, is going to be more of like a monologue and like stories and things like that on your take on black lives matter movement. Uh huh. Dude, I would love, like I have you here. If you're about to go into that in November, we'll definitely shout out your record then anyway, because your episodes coming out soon anyway. But yeah, is there anything that you want to share on that? Anything coming out of that record that's going to come out that you want to put on here, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, so the first so the first song, uh, the first song I'm going to put out is a remix to the song Ultra Black by uh, Nas on his new album, King's Disease. Cool. And I heard it. I heard it one time. I, I The first time I heard it, I said, this is, I, I'm, I'm doing something to that. I instantly it was just one of those songs where I felt I, the beat. I love the beat. I love the soulfulness to it. I love the energy to it. It was a song that you can kind of dance to, but it's also some soul to it. And you could put some something of substance on it. You know what I'm saying? And so I um, I instantly fell in love with that beat. And that song is it's gonna it's called the Us Freestyle. So in the beginning I have like a um a, a clip, a kind of a soundbite of um Bobby a soundbite of Bobby Seal, who's one of the founders of the, the Black Panther movement in the nineteen sixties. He's kind of saying a speech about, you know, just rallies and stuff like that. And he's kind of talking about how, you know, police brutality back then. And, and in the 60s, it's still, from from the 60s to 2020, it's still a pressing issue. You know what I'm saying? And so yep. he's kind of talking about how, um, you know, black people should be able to defend themselves and that every, everybody, no matter the color, has a right to survive and a right to protect themselves and things of that nature. Yep. So I kind of go in and um, I kind of, Sing harmonize a little bit, sing a little bit to kind of get it going. And I kind of tell people, I literally say, I say, hey, I'm going to get your attention at first. And then I'm going to actually say something to you. Mm-hmm. So the first 16, so the first 16 lines are just like bars, like punchline bars. that are like, hmm, that's going to make you like, okay, he can rap. And then as the song goes on, I start getting into the social commentary of what's going on. I start getting into the Black Lives Matter movement. I start getting into specific names of, Specific, not names, but specific instances and depths of depths of people who were murdered, who were victims of police brutality. And I start getting in clever lyrics and I talk about that. I talk about some of the things that happened during the debate because that was a huge, a huge topic 
of dissension during that time. So I, I start, I get into, I, I have a couple lines for that. Ugh. I have a couple lines, you know, kind of urging people to vote and register and go to the meetings and, you know, join a march if you really feel like. And I, I kind of talk about certain things. And then as I'm getting done, my friend, uh, my best friend, one of my best friends, uh, Akil Daniels, he is, he does, he does a lot. That's really a renaissance. I should have put him on renaissance, man. He does everything. You know what I'm saying? But one of the things that he does, he does poetry. And he's always, and he's, he's currently writing a book right now. And he does poetry. And I wanted to get him to, you know, do one of his poems. I gave him about a 30 second time slot on the beat. And I said, yeah, just go in and I, I get done. And, I, and he goes in right after me and he says his poem. And then I kind of ended out with me, you know, singing and, you know, and it's, it's called the Us Freestyle. And it's and what I tried to do on this is I didn't I, I didn't want to make it like I didn't want to make it like, oh, I'm attacking white people. Like I, That's not that's not my goal. Like I because I, I, my I've always believed I've, in my experience is that, well, even though it's a like it's, it's considered a racial divide right now, it's a lot of racial tension. I've always had my experience. Not all white people are bad. Not all white people are racist. I've had experience with certain cops who, who I've been good. I mean, couple I've, I've had high school coaches who were cops. Like my head, the head coach of my high school was the police chief in Freehold. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And, and he's talked to me about what's been going on and how apologetic he is about the whole situation and anything that he may, you know, anything that he can do to help and things like that. And and it's so I I, I can't say that I've had a situation where it's like, Oh, all these people are bad. No, now I'm, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to neglect the fact that, yeah, there's a lot of harm being done, you know, out there to people who look like me. And so that is yeah. just something, just me using my platform to speak on something that I'm really well versed on. Right. And so the next song that I have on there is another Nas beat called, um, so the songs he made the song called it's a remix to the cop cop shot the kid so i remixed it and said cop shot the kid dot 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 again so wow. it kind of goes through all the i just rap about you know brutality and this and that and and turning affairs and kind of educating people on like the whole inner workings of how this stuff works how it starts you know the whole idea even going back to you know uh, life insurance companies and how they benefit from this death and these killings and things like, like stuff that you would think a 25 year old is like, how do you know this stuff? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, so that type of thing and kind of putting it onto a clever, a clever lyrical thing with punchlines that are clever. Don't make you think, wow, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? That's really lyrical. You know what I'm saying? Things that will make sense. And at the end of that, I have, um, at the end of that, I have a, um, a um just me talking a little bit at the end and just naming the names and because of the whole say his name say her name campaign just saying the names of the people who were you know unfortunately victims of police brutality in the last uh since the since the infancy of the you know black lives matter movement until now mm -hmm. um and just naming names and just kind of letting people know like wow you know what i'm saying that's kind of that's that's an alarming stat just getting people to kind of build even more awareness to you know what's been going down and if anybody kind of you know feels like you know well you know even if they're like i don't really know much about the situation but you know i want to help just you know urge them to educate themselves and listen and 
just do do what they can. And so the last one, the last song on there is uh, Black Black America again, Black America Forever. And so now the title may you know get people and say, "Whoa, well, he's just thinking," which is not what it's it, it's more so speaking about black how the life of black america right the issues of the, the living in the ghetto the issues of the things that we deal with which is like yep. drug use and gang violence uh broken homes um the failing education system you know what i'm saying the uh the lack of resources and things like that the this and taking it farther to the people who make it from those environments and kind of turn their back on where they're from you know what i'm saying I, i've had people mm who who are from places where I'm from, who made it, you know, politicians, uh, r- musicians, athletes, who have made it, and you don't see them come back and, you know, for food drives and benefits and things like that. They kind of just like out of sight, out of mind. You know, I've been through it. It's rough. I made it out. I kind of don't want to go back down that road again. Yeah. And I can, I, can, I, can peace, I can peacefully understand that. But just just a little small segment of that part, because living in some of the things that you may experience, hopefully you can go through living in the those these areas that we grew up in, and you know you can kind of have positive memories. You know what I'm saying? Like and just you know kind of living. Yeah, time is hard or whatever, and it's dangerous, but everything mostly is positive. But for the most part, you're gonna have some things where you see some things, like some things where you just you can't. You can't unsee some things. You can't, you know, certain things. You grow up, like people say it, like, I mean, I hate to bring his name up, but Rick James, God rest his soul, said it best. I mean, you grow up quicker in the ghetto than you do anywhere else. You just, mm. you just grow up quicker. You just mature faster. Think you're, you're seeing things at a young age that you you're not to. supposed to see. You have yeah, to. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just natural. Like, you're just there, you know? So I can understand why people won't want to relive that. But a large part of me is like, well, yeah, seeing it, but you wouldn't want that cycle to continue for another person that's trying to come up in that area. So you want to make that better. So they see, not not see, they might see things, you know, they may still see some things, but not as much as we saw. The chances of them seeing those things are a lot less mm. because it's a lot better because you came back. So I call, I, I can even kind of say I'm calling rappers and all of the politicians who made it. Get back to the places that once made you famous and things like that and kind of talking about, you know, the street just of the things. Right. So it's technically a little it might spark some controversy, but, uh, you know, the drug dealers and things like that. And because uh, growing up, we had drug dealers who, you know, they, they sold drugs, they did whatever they had to do. But they when we were playing in the street, playing in the park, the ice cream truck would come there, buy every, all the kids ice cream. Awesome. <laughs> like they'll buy all the kids ice cream. If you're going down the street, you go, you know what I'm saying? You were short, you know, your parents will send you to the, you know, corner store to get some things and you were short or whatever. They say, Hey man, just keep that. Keep, put that in your pocket, take care of it. And here's your change. Give the, give the change back to your mom. Keep that in your pocket. That's for you. Wow. You know what I'm saying? And, and things like that. So, you know, those, these, these dealers and these people like that who were, you know, in maybe on the other side of life, I was saying, Hey man, you 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 got the money and you're giving and you're selling to our people. You're you're killing our people. Yep. You know, essentially, take that money and you know what I'm saying. Maybe I don't say like you know. Maybe cancel out of evil by taking that money and invest in a business. Invest in something higher. People in the community. Invest in the you know 
the, the, re, the rehabilitation of the rec centers for the kids to go and have mentors and the kids to go and have, you know, things to do after school. So they're not in the streets or in the corner, you're selling or, you know, shooting at people or this and that or robbing people. They have something to do yeah. with their time. They have a place to, you know, express their energy. Right. And so it talks about a whole lot of deeper, 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 deep rooted stuff. And it's the last song and it's a common beat. It's, um, it's common on the, on his comments B album. It's his intro. Cause I love that song. That's one of my favorite songs of all of hip hop. Um, it, it's kind of crazy. We actually share a sentiment. I actually have a friend who I grew up with. Um, his name was Yusef and he died. Unfortunately, Yusef was hit by a car. He died. Oh. And his song with he he starts the song off. I want to be as free as the spirits of those who left. I talk in Malcolm Coltrane, my man Yusef. And so I was like, man, I had a man Yusef that that. So that that, that line kind of hits me the same. So it instantly became my favorite, one of my favorite hip hop songs ever. So I wanted to get on that beat and I made sure to write something really thought provoking and really, you know, because I didn't want to, I don't like to get on songs that I like or classic songs and not do it justice. No. I don't, I don't like to do that. And so that messes that it up is, for you, is, man. You don't want it to met like, let alone you wanted people to be pumped up about it. But like, also like if you're that hyped up on it, you don't want to ruin that for you. So you were like, yeah, you, if exactly, you're like, oh, I'm going to do this, exactly. I'm going to do this right. 110 percent you you de you definitely get it and so that's the whole thing that's the whole thing in a nutshell it's it's three songs but it's deep uh it's just it's just talking about a lot of different things and kind of just some educational points and just it's more so it's a commentary about what's going on and where we need to be but that last song is about where black america is where we need to be and where i hope that we can go at some point yep. and so that's just kind of where that song is black america forever and um yeah, that's that's that is the uh, it's gonna be called politically incorrect. We're currently working on the um, the cover art for it, trying to find something, um, uh, something something that will that you'll see and be interested and captivated by, and it'd be like, wow, and just will spark a conversation. Something you look and be mm. like, hmm, wow, okay, that's a powerful visual. You know, what I'm saying without being too you know divisive, without being too uh controversial without being too because i figured some of the lines in there are going to be controversial anyway yeah and so i don't want you know it to be to one of those things where okay man that's a little too much i might want, not want to check that out you know what i'm saying so just but i i think it's something that i'm i'm excited about because it's something that has been on my mind for a long time um i wanted to do a project i wanted to do a whole album of um of songs but I figured I want to do three very hard hitting songs and, you know, down the road, you make a song here and there about, you know, what's going on. I figured that I wanted to do that. But ever since the, the Black Lives Matter movement started and uh, my sophomore year of college, uh, I, I just wanted to to be. No, I'm sorry. Uh, 2013. I'm sorry. So my first my senior year of high school, um, I wanted to say something about it. I wanted to say something and articulate something that will get people to understand and maybe not understand, but at least get people to hear it and try to educate themselves and try to, you know, see, see how it would be on the other side. Yep. You know, if you're not black, if you're, you know what I'm saying? Not, you know, a minority just to see like, damn that if I were, if I were on that side, I wouldn't want life to be like that. So, I mean, just kind of, you know, because you're not good. Not everybody's going to understand. But one thing is this, just I think we all can understand is that we never we don't want to be done wrong. 
You know what I'm saying? So that's just ultimately we want and we want to feel safe. We want to feel like we have everything needed and the resources needed to ha- live a productive life for our for ourselves, our families. I think that's ultimately what we want as humans. And so yeah. I think that's ultimately what we share as human. Cause I mean, yeah, it's a race. We we try to break it down from race, but there's only really one race, the human race. Right. And so that's ultimately what we all share as humans is the is the want and the desire to live a good life. So yeah. Hundred percent, man. I mean, like, I'm not gonna talk a lot on it because I don't have a lot to say. But it's like, first of all, I think you're totally right about, like, like I think you said the title is gonna be like, like not politically correct or something like that. It's like, yeah, yeah, politically incorrect. Yeah, dude, like, you need things to be polarizing, and you need people to like feel that way to like, first of all, create change, and then second of all, for people to like really feel like like something is important i feel like like they need to like you have to have that reaction where like you you get hit with something and you're like damn i didn't like like i need to think right now whether you're whether whatever you're feeling about it but like you i think that that's right to like write like that where it you need to do something to stir the pot because if the pot's not right then you got to stir the pot you know what i mean so it's like that that makes sense with that and then like just with with all this dude it's like when you're talking about like the political aspect of it, I would see people, you know, someone I would see stuff like I just I, I like to stay in the middle when it comes to the politics part, not to the human rights part, to the political right. part. Right. I like to sit in the middle and just like watch what people do and like mm-hmm. try to figure out like, why are they doing that? Like, what is it on, on every side? Right. Like, why are we doing these things? And there'd be so much stuff that happened, dude, where like, to your point of like the politically incorrect part and like someone being like, oh man, like I'm, I'm, I'm either offended by this or I'm like, or I'm, I'm trying to figure out this or whatever it is that they're thinking. It's like, there's so many people that like do this like thing. That's like a reaction to something and they just react. And then they think like, and they do something that is like, oh, I'm on this side. And then you're like, you know that like when you see something, you can't just like take it in and then just like think about it. You don't have to be like, Oh, well on this side or this. It's like, sometimes it's just a thing that's fucking happening and people are trying to comprehend it. And something's either right or wrong, like ethically or human wise. And it doesn't have to do with a side. And people do so much weird shit through this whole thing, dude, where they just do this weird stuff that they just don't think for a second. They just react some way, like based off of initial, like, thing that they think and they don't just take a second to, to think about stuff it's weird it's yeah weird, it, it is weird it's weird it's, and i think that's ultimately what people want to do i mean controversy and i mean we 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 in america we want to you know preach this whole thing of united and you know everybody wants that but the whole thing controversy sells right controversy yep. sells division sells um negativity sells you know what I'm saying? And so yep. ultimately that's what people want. They want you to choose a side. Like everything is, is they don't it never. And then certain things are, but, but they don't understand certain topics. It's a lot of gray area, which require more of an open-ended response. Right. Rather than just a, hold on here. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just kind of like you sit back and you just, you know, dissect what's going on. Like you say, you sit in the middle and kind of hear both sides. Okay. Boom. All right. Uh, 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 and you just sit back and just allow people to just be, you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. for a while, I, for a while I was like that. I always, and I'm still like that to this day. I kind of sit back, I drop something and boom. And even in some of my uh, records that I have 
on you know the later records that after this and they have some of those things in it obviously you're turning up but obviously it's gonna be records you like and things like that but then I, every now and then i'll sneak some of that in there boom boom yep. boom boom because that's just my experience you know what i'm saying so but yeah man 100 people people like to just take sides and so you know freaky. take it's they so they ridiculous. love it because it's it, it's it's easy. It's easy to do that, and it's easy to sell. And so that you know what I'm saying. And it's like you choose a side. It's like okay, well you feel like well you made an, an original thought by choosing a side, but ultimately you don't understand that you choosing a side was uh, influenced by that side, yeah. <laughs> influenced by <laughs> the people on that side. You know, yeah. ultimately. So you're you weren't really original. You kind of just followed the tide you know what i'm saying rather than the really original people sit back and just say yeah i see both of you but i'm gonna i'm gonna figure this out and just earn all this for myself right and see how i feel in all of this and then who knows maybe i'll sit back and say but it's not gonna be whether you say i go over there or you say i go over there i'm gonna figure this out from my own perspective and formulate my own thoughts on it yeah, man. But yeah, people love choosing sides, man. It's easy. It's the easiest thing to do. Oh, man, dude, I I could totally go off on this for a bit, but I, I like I'm excited to hear the record. I'm excited to hear what you what you put out. I appreciate that, man. We'll shout it out. All right, man. So can I pick your brain for five other questions? Because I've already I've already had you for a lot tonight and then we'll call it a night. Yeah, cool, man. Let's do it. All right, cool, man. All right, so I ask five questions at the end of every episode because I think like pointed pointed questions like this, even though sometimes we get it through the episode, it's nice to have it quick like this. So you don't have to think too hard. You don't have to like explain too crazy, however you want to do it. But um, like, first of all, like I know we've got a couple different things that you do, but what made it so that like the things that you do or the things that you wake up to do every day instead of any other thing that you could do or any other path that you could have taken? Like, why do you wake up to do this shit every day? Oh, uh, my why? Uh, I mean, it's, it's, I'm pretty simple. It's like my family, well, my faith, my family, and just, I, I mean, it's really simple. I just, I, I never really saw my, I, I mean, I could do a lot of different things, but I only really saw myself doing the things that I'm doing right now. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I really saw myself vividly doing, playing football and doing music at some point and taking pictures and, and documenting the whole thing. Right. And so that is, um, that is really what, yeah, that's really what I, I'm doing. I, it's just just the love of just just love at the end of the day. That's the foundation, love for my family, for mm. friends, and my faith, and for what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? So I guess foundation ultimately is love. That's the foundation of my why. I would say that's awesome. I think that's the honestly that's the first time I think someone's brought it into like straight up love for the reason why they have their why, dude. Yeah, I like yeah, that. Man. So along the way. Uh, say if you could take the lesson, give it to someone without having to endure something that you might've gone through to learn a lesson. What's like the worst thing that you've done along the way? One thing that you're like, Hey, five years ago, me, like, don't do this thing. If you could learn the lesson somehow. Okay. Uh, this is, I'll say it ties in for all of it. Um, don't judge something until the end of it my dad gave me that advice Hmm. um in high school my dad gave me that advice in high school 
And in high school, you're kind of listening halfway in, halfway out, because you're like, ah, whatever. It yeah. just sucks. Like, the situation sucks right now. That's all I'm thinking about. I don't care. Like, it sucks. I'm not even thinking about the end game, because right now, it sucks. Right? right. And so, cause my freshman year of high school, I was I went to Jesuit, Catholic, private high schools, all boys. It was an hour away from home. I was kicking and screaming, wanting to, like, I don't want to go here. I want to either go to Plainfield High School or Piscataway High School. I, I didn't want to go to uh, St. Peter's Prep in Jersey City. So fighting, kicking, and screaming, I was like, I hate it. The teachers are mean. The You know what I'm saying? The, the kids are weird. Uh, besides my my teammates, it's far. Why am I here? Why do I have to dress? Like, just making a negative of everything, right? Yeah. And I look back on it. That was really some of the best times of my life, completely honest. Like, I, I still talk to my guys to this day. I have my football group chat and I have my group chat of guys who didn't play, played other sports and we were friends just, just of just class and things like that. Other things that we did. Right. And so it was really the best time of my life. And I learned so much about myself and I matured. I had to take the train every day and I'm, I'm commuting with professional business people going to New York and going to such and such and other places. And I'm talking to people who have either graduated from, prep or other people who kind of see and they, they kind of look at you like wow okay so there's a, a mature young man you know what i'm saying so having conversations with a lot of different people and this is the experiences i had and um and i think for that's just an example of this a whole grand scheme of other things that i've done in my life i've made decisions in my life just based off of this i'm frustrated right now right so i, I i'm frustrated right now right and uh, that's all I really see because when you're in pain, that's all you can really see. When you're when you're when you're depressed or sad, or you, that's all you really can see is the what you're sad about right now. Right. But you don't. So you don't really see that, like the dark, even in the dark clouds and rainy days, that the sun is still there, even in within all of that. But you don't really see it. You're like, man, it's dark. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, uh, that's that's you know what I'm saying. So that's one thing I would say for people, the youngins, or anybody listening. Don't judge something to the end of it. Like you may not be where you want to be right now. You may not have the things that you set out to have, you know, at a certain part at this checkpoint in your life, but it's not over. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it, it's a, it's a marathon and you got to really judge it for when the experience gets to its end, whether it's your college or high school or, you know, you're, you're, you got a, uh, you're, you're on your job and you got a contract on your job or whatever. You know what I'm saying? You, you, you got to judge it to the end of it and try to enjoy it. Try to find positive throughout it, things like that. But yeah, I, w- I would say don't judge something until the very end and then look back on it and be like, Hmm, that was actually better than I thought it was. Or ah, it was pretty bad. Oh <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot, man. <laughs> yeah. So flip side to that. And you kind of honestly might've said it to the end of your answer to that one, but what's like the best thing you've done along the way? Best idea you've ever had. The best idea I ever had was I I saw myself as more than just an athlete. Mm. So I, I and I think I was kind of given that whole idea by a teacher named uh, Biz Brocker. Uh, I'm I'm gonna put it on my Instagram and her kids all follow me. I used, I babysat sat them her sons uh, a couple times when I was at school. We were that close. Cool. And I actually was the teacher's assistant for her class my senior year because. She she just was an unbelievable, it's an unbelievable lady. So I was in her class called Courage to Know. 
And it kind of was just a class of like a freshman seminar class where we, we do, you know, it's more papers and conversations and things like that. A lot of homework and tests or whatever. It's just, it's just papers. Right. And I kind of we went in there and everybody knew me as like the, the superstar fo- freshman phenom football player. So I'm walking in the class and people are like, Oh my God, that's such and such and such and such. So I'm like, I'm already labeled as the athlete. You know what I'm saying? Like the athlete, I'm in my sweatpants and my what's the names. And I'm kind of just like, ah, you know, at first halfway there. Right. So yeah. they're talking and things like that. And she kind of pulled me to the side at first. Cause at first I wasn't really participating. I was kind of like, I just want to get the three credits, get my C, get out of there. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah. that was my mentality at first. But then, she kind of put me to the side and said, do you want, do you, I mean, you don't seem like somebody that really cares about what people think about you, which I can appreciate. But one thing I would, but I do think you're somebody who is, is willing and accepting of challenges. I said, yeah, I mean, okay, you're, 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 you're on the right track. And she just said, well, I, I challenge you to see yourself as more than just an athlete. Mm. And I said, wait, what do you mean? I mean, I do service where I've done service work before I do what's that. She's like, no, no, no. I just, open yourself to different things open yourself to just your experience outside of football talk to other people listen to other people hang out with other people you know do some things that in your free time the little free time that you have do some things that you may not do like what's another interest you have so i love music i'm just like well get into music do some things what do you do i mean i rap i was yeah do some things do something i said all right so Wow, dude. I take, I take pictures. She kind of got me on the idea of just like pressing yeah. out. So when I got hurt, when I got hurt my sophomore year and I had more time, I was just doing school and, you know, my rehab, but I wasn't playing and practicing and going through all that. I had more time to go to the studio and I would go, My bet, one of my good friends, Mike Noel, he was a DJ at the time he was on the football team. He was a DJ. He would DJ at bars and things like that. And, um, he had like a setup in his, in his room. Like he had his DJ table, he had his microphone and, his, you know, speakers and interface and things like mixing board and all that type of stuff. Yeah. He's like, Hey bro, like you should freestyle, bro. I mean, what's stopping? You have no time Like, get on the freestyle, bro. Spit a 16, like whatever. So, all right. I went on and we were just playing around and they say, Oh, you're kind of good. We should actually like record. So I'm like, man, stop playing. So he's kind of just like urging me to do this. So I'm like, all right. So then that's kind of how the whole idea of that song came out my, 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 uh, sophomore year. And, um, but yeah, man, just, that's one of the best things I ever did was see myself as just more than an athlete and really just step outside of just a football, just like being a football player. That's it. That's it. That's it. And just using football is not only just something I love to do, but a vehicle to other avenues, right. To other avenues and other places and, you know, keeping the main thing, the main thing, but just, you know, being open to, other things because football i mean hey it's it's uh you know it's, it's it's not an everyday thing it's not an all-day thing you know what i'm saying and so yeah at one point you know who says i play i mess around and god god willing mess around and play five or six years in the nfl i'm i started i came in the game when i was 22 years old i'm 28 i'm 28 years old at the time that's a lot of time <laughs> that's a lot of time to figure out you that's know live life and do an things insane and, amount of time that's like yeah, you know another three and a half lifetimes. And, and, and if you're just, and if I'm just a football player, it's all I knew, then it's like, man. And, I, and I've seen it in my own life, guys who've gone to the NFL for a couple of years, older guys that I've known, that's all they knew and that's all they'd done and that's all they really cared about. And when football was, was over, they didn't know how to pick up the pieces. And, and to this day, it's kind of like, 
and that really inspired me too. I, I don't want to live like that. I don't no. want to be. People get destroyed, some, dude. People get destroyed. Oh, man. People just get, and it's it's just, it's just really bad. And so I I didn't want to live like that. And I said, you know, I, I whatever whatever day football ends, obviously it's going to be a ceremonial day because I mean you're doing something for over twenty years that it just becomes a part of you. It is a part of you. You know what I'm saying? It, of course. It, in some cases, it may become you. But um, but I always wanted to find an identity outside of sports, and that's the thing. That's the best thing I did. Love that, dude! Wow. What is a resource that you'd recommend to the audience? It could be a podcast, a book, a YouTube video, a movie. Like, what? What's like a resource you'd recommend to people in the audience? Could be anything. Could be uh, a mindset. I, anything. So I think a, the book, a book by Tim Grover, Relentless. Hmm. Um, so one of my good friends who's kind of like, I call him like uncle Paul. That's the, he, he kind of somebody who, you know, he's, he's a, he's a, he's an athletic trainer and a masseuse and he does a lot of different things. And you now I've been working with, um, Paul for about you know three, four years now. And he gave me that book, uh, as a Christmas gift. And he said, I want you to read it. I said, okay. So I read it and I'm, 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 I read it one and a half times. I read it one full time and I'm, I'm reading it again now to like, highlight and really i'm halfway through it to highlight and get points and stuff like that yeah it's a book it's a book that so tim grover was a legendary um trainer a legendary athletic trainer for michael jordan and Mm. so pretty much you know without me even saying anything else you can already tell the type of guy he is just by who he worked with so he's worked with him he's worked with Dwayne wade he's worked with some of the greatest basketball players to ever lace up so um his book is just about just relentless his book is just about the inner workings of the mind right it's, it has very little to do with sports hmm. so if it's like if you, if you don't like sports reading don't worry it's not that it's really about the experiences that he's had with clients and things like that his own thoughts of how you know to get people to do things that they originally wouldn't expect themselves to do. Um, he, it, it's just a, it's just a book that really can allow you to see yourself and evaluate yourself and say, wow, I gotta, I, I gotta do what, what, what am I? What, what am I? Am I a cleaner? Am I, am I, a, am I just somebody that cleaners are people who they see the goal, they attack it, they go after it. They're relentless about it. Those are the top. I forgot the two. I gotta go back and reread that part but this other it's like three groups of people but the cleaners are the top they're like the people who they are in it they are in it to win it they are they battle through adversity they they kind of have that mentality where it's like they're unfazed by things and they're even unfazed when they get their goal they're just like what's next you know what i'm saying so those type of people and that book is something i would definitely recommend to people it, it it can it's it literally is is a broad range of you know parallels and so many different areas and avenues of life. You know what I'm saying? Like that. You know what I'm saying? I I believe that book can help somebody on their marriage. Like that's that's mm. that's how deep that's how deep I think that book is. And my mom read it and she's like, "Wow, this this book could be used to help someone for marriage." Wow. You know what I'm saying? And so and so you know what I'm saying? And so it, it's, it's just a way to deep. be, man. It's just about a, a way to be. Yeah, it's just literally about a way to be, a way to think, a way to live, a way to try to attract people who have that same 
you know, that same mentality of, of and try to urge and inspire people by how you're thinking and, and maneuvering through life, giving them that, that inspiration to have that same perspective. And it just enhances the people. Talk about enhancing the group around you without necessarily changing the group, right? Yeah. Changing yourself from, you know, your friend group, like saying, mm. okay, yeah, you outgrew people. I don't, he didn't, he didn't believe in the whole idea of outgrowing people. He just, you, you just gave up on those people, right? You don't know if they have the capacity to get there. They could have the capacity to be and meet you at the level that you're on right now. You may be at a level nine and your friend group, you, you guys used to be at six and they're still at six, but you're at a nine. So you're like, now instead of saying, oh, okay, you guys are sixes, I'm going to meet the nine. You meet, you know, you meet at a, at a crossroad, you meet at a, at a, at a point and then you pull them up and you, you know, expand and get everybody to do that because then all nines become tens, you know what I'm saying? And they were one sixes, you're a six, you're not a nine, they're now nines, now we're reaching to be tens. And mm. so it's, it, it's, it's so philosophical, man. Uh, that's a book, Relentless by Tim Grover. It's an unbelievable book. I, it, I suggest that everybody listening to go check it out. If not, get the whole book, find some excerpts. Look up Tim Grover. I'll read it. I'll read you know it. what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 It's a great book. I think I think you'll definitely be inspired by it. I definitely was. Cool, man. Yeah. And that will be in the show notes, guys. Last one's the easiest, man. Where do people find you at? Like where where do people go if they want to check out what you're up to on music, on sports and photography? Right. Where do they go, man? Yeah, man. So for so my personal account kind of will detail everything. Details my whole life pretty much. Uh sports and music and you know uh photography and you know community service everything right and so uh my initial my initial handle is thrilliman t-h-r-i-l-l-i-m-a-n it's pretty much hilliman just a thrill in it it's pretty i got the nickname my junior year of high school uh and it's stuck. <laughs> yeah. so i kind of yeah so i kind of i kind of it kind of stuck so i kind of have that as my initial one my the label as far as the music um it's going to be you know pretty much well we have a twitter account right now it's going to be pretty much in the next coming months it's going to you know expand greatly but right now it's r n l the the label and r n l stands for randolph and lennox uh instead of and just the n just you know it's kind of how we talk and uh just that's the place that that's the the street corner the street that i grew up on and playing for new jersey Cool. Uh, Randolph Randolph Road and Lennox Avenue. But that's just uh that's kind of where that's cool, I got the man. idea. That's cool. Yeah, that's 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 the that's where I got the idea to get the record label. So I yeah. just wanted to dedicate it to that. You know what I'm saying? And so um yeah, so that you can follow us there, uh music and things like that. Um you know link to the all of the music will be there. Myself and other people that I'm working with will be on there as well. And uh the the photography page is Imperial Visions and the and not at the end, it's a Z. Imperial Visions with a Z at okay. the end, and that's the photography. And our whole thing with Imperial Visions is uh, it's the royal view. You know, what I'm saying once you look like royalty, we take your pictures of you or whatever landscape, and we make it look royal. You know, what I'm saying so that's our whole thing. Um, and yeah, we just 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 doing that. And those are the handles that you can follow me on. My Twitter is Thrillerman. I don't have Twitters for those uh, things yet. But um, yeah, my Twitter is Thrillman. It has also given a lot of, does the same thing as my Instagram, showcases a lot of news, a lot of tweets, a lot of stuff like that of uh, news and, 
you know, the things that are going on, current events, whatever. So it's all going to be there. Cool. But yeah, those are the handles you can follow me at, man, and check me out. And I, you know, I, I usually follow, I usually follow back pretty quick and things like that. And, you know, so yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Cool. All right. So anyone out there, those are going to be right down below on whatever you're listening on, or you can head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes, and you can check out any of the links for Jonathan here. Um, and we'll definitely be shouting out your next record so people can check that out too, man. So I'll be on our social when that's, um, when that's popping out, but the one that he already put out will be in the show notes as well as all those other things. So if you're driving or walking a dog, you're doing something crazy. Don't worry about it. They're in the show notes. So dude, <laughs> we had a long one today, but like I had fun the whole time. Thank you for yeah. hanging out with me for like almost two hours, man. Oh man, it was cool. You know what I'm saying? If your time flies when you're having fun and this was obviously fun. So, I mean, I didn't even notice that much time went past. So that's cool. Good. All right, guys, that's going to do it for episode 81 of the Waking Up From Work podcast. Thank you for staying till the end. If you're listening to this, I know it was a long one, but I hope it was a good one, which is why you stayed to the end and not because you just left it on or something. You were just pumped. If you want to check out the uh, show notes, they are down below on all the podcasting platforms, or you can head on over to wakingupfromwork.com slash show notes. Check out all those links and information on Jonathan and all the other awesome creatives we've had on this show. We are launching a YouTube relaunch here soon where Meg and I are going to be putting out content on our property renovation behind the actual physical transformation, business, finance, raising money, just about everything emotional, like everything that we run into in this place. We're going to share behind the scenes for all of it. So I don't have a custom URL, but if you check out in these show notes, there is a link to that YouTube channel. We would love it if you subscribed because then we would be cool enough one day to get our own custom URL at 100 subscriptions and that would make me feel super. So if you could help us out, that's a totally free way and we would love to show you what we're up to here. Have an awesome week. Look forward to hanging on Thursday. Let's get it. Mm -hmm.